Chapter 6. Priyatana, the Most Dear Devotees Sri Parikit said, O Noble Mother, after hearing these words, Lord Mahavishnu's dear devotee Narada, overwhelmed with love, forgetting everything like a man possessed, walked on the path to the inner rooms of the Lord's palace, a path full of wonders that he had traveled many times before. Sometimes he stumbled, fell to the ground, stood motionless or trembled. Sometimes he rolled on the floor or cried out. Sometimes he wept floods of tears, sang and danced. Or in a single moment, he manifested together all these symptoms of ecstatic love. Oh, my mother, please be attentive. Please carefully hear something makes me become stunned with love. On that day, as Lord Sri Krishna morosely slept in his bedroom, Sriman Uddhava left his side and came to the doorway. Then Baladev, Devaki, Rohini, Rukmini, and the other queens headed by Satyabham, Kamsa's gossipy mother, Padmavati, the servants, and many others became silent and with great wonder gazed at Narada, who was acting in a way never seen before. Rising, they made him wash his face and brought him to his natural condition. Slowly and softly, they said, O Brahmin, we have never seen anything like this. What has happened to you? Please sit quietly for a moment. Sri Parikat continued, bowing down, trembling with his bodily hairs erect. With great effort, Narada Muni opened his eyes, flooded with tears, and in a voice choked with emotion said, Please bring me to the supremely fortunate Uddhava. The dust of his feet will bring peace to my heart. No devotee, either in ancient times or today, has attained the great mercy of the Lord he has attained. He is the greatest of all devotees. The Lord himself has described his glories. His ancient and recent sons, headed by Brahma, his brothers headed by Balaram, his friends headed by Shiva, his wives headed by the goddess of fortune, and even his own transcendental form, are not as dear to the Lord as Uddhava is. The Lord himself has said this. The Lord's words since ancient times show the great glory of Uddhava's good fortune. Today, 
The extraordinary wonders of this mercy were sung by the best of the Yadus, passing through the door of my ears and entering my heart. That description has plundered all the wealth of my peaceful composure. Sri Parikit said, Bewildered, Uddhava at once stood up, placed Narada Muni's feet on his chest, embraced them, understood what was in Narada's heart, remembered the great souls who have attained the Lord's mercy, and was overcome with emotion. Struggling to regain his peacefulness, happy with transcendental envy, he said to Narada, O all-knowing one, O best of the truthful, O best of great sages, O Lord, because you are the first teacher of the path of devotional service to the Lord, what you say is certainly true. All that you have said and more is true of me. I know this, and others also know. Recently, however, I went to Braj and saw something that ground into dust my pride in my own good fortune. There, I could understand the wonderful sweetness of Lord Krishna, his mercy, his love, and his devotees. By seeing them, I became fortunate and attained all the Lord's mercy. Thinking I had attained the Lord's great mercy, I became flooded with bliss. Singing about them again and again, I yearned to become their follower. Everyone knew. I cannot say more. O best of sages, I bow down before you again and again. With plaintive words, I beg you, do not be eager to hear of this. Sri Purikit said, Understanding the meaning of what Uddhava said, Rohini, who had stayed for a long time in Gokul and was dearly loved by the people there, tearfully said, O servant of Lord Hari, I am now happy. Please don't place on the path of my memory they whom misfortune has destroyed, who have not the slightest scent of good fortune, who are plunged in an ocean of sorrows, who are poisoned, and who are set aflame by a host of burning volcanoes. When Maharaj Vasudev took me away to Matora, Yasoda cried so bitterly, her tears broke that which is harder than thunderbolts. On his tongue, who can place the news of the other women there, who are like the living dead? When your master returned from his guru's home, I, being a fool, briefly and sadly told him their story. His heart was not softened, for he did not return, but in his stead sent you, an eloquent speaker of messages. Why then do you say that your master has given his best mercy to them? When Krishna was in Braj, from demons beginning with Putana and ending with Keshi, from demigods beginning with Varuna and Indra, from a serpent and other creatures, from the breaking of the old cart and the Arjuna trees, what calamity did not attack Braj before my own eyes? Still the people there were not troubled. It was as if they had become enchanted. 
They always wished for Krishna's welfare and never considered their own. Everything they did was for Krishna's happiness done out of love. Previously, your master did not do anything for their welfare. How can I describe what he does now that his goals are fulfilled? Sri Parikat said, Hearing this, wicked Kamsa's arrogant and senile mother, Padmavati, shaking her head, said, Alas, from childhood Krishna protected in a forest of brambles the cows of these merciless cowherds. They never even gave him shoes. When tortured by hunger, he drank a little milk. The women tied him up. Let them cry. Krishna suffered so much in the course of time. What must he do for them now? Deeply intelligent Rohini, who was very dear to Braj, ignored her words and chose to glorify the people of Braj. Sri Rohini said, Krishna went to the Yadu's capital, Mathura, killed his enemies, and then became a happy king of kings. Your master, to whom the defeated demigods bow down, in his heart does not remember them. Sri Parikat said, Unable to tolerate these words, Krishna's beloved queen, Ruknini, who always stays in his heart, said, Oh, mother, how without understanding his heart is softer than fresh butter can you speak in this way? All of you, please hear what I have heard. When he sleeps at night, sometimes he sweetly and lovingly calls many cows by name or calls his charming gopa friends. Sometimes his transcendental form bends in three places and he pretends to place the flute to his mouth. At other times he says, Mother, give me some fresh butter. He often calls to me, Shirata, Lalita. Or he says, Chandravali, why? And tugs at my garment. Sometimes, as he sleeps, he softens the pillow with many tears. Suddenly rising from the bed, he weeps, making sounds of grief. And by this we become plunged in an ocean of tormented grief. Seeing something in a dream last night, he has become very depressed. Weeping in grief, he covers his head with a blanket and pretends to sleep. Today, he has not done any of his regular duties. Surrounded by her co-wives, Queen Satyabam jealously said, Oh, Sri Rukmini, why do you say at night? Awake he is dazed, as if in his heart he sleeps, and again and again laments as when he slept. We are his wives in name only. His young gopi maidservants are more dear to him than we are. Sri Parikat said, Unable to tolerate these words, Rohini's son, glorious Balaram, who was the life friend of Gokul, angrily said, Girls, my brother is tricking us. His talk about the sorrows of the people in Braj is only his expert skill at cheating others. 
although wishing to bring the people there to an auspicious condition of life. I stayed in Brudge for two months, but with my words and deeds, I was not able to do it. Seeing that no one but Krishna could help them, with hundreds of promises, I comforted them a little, and then quickly returned here. I anxiously said, Krishna, go at once to Brudge, and with your company, save the lives of the people there. His mouth said, I will go, but his heart did not say it. His deeds bear witness to the real condition of his heart. Sri Pariket said, Hearing this, the Supreme Personality of Godhead, who is conquered by his dear devotee's love, suddenly rose from bed and, weeping loudly, went outside. Overcome with compassion and raining streams of tears from his blossoming lotus eyes, in a choked voice he said, Though struck by the hardest thunderbolt, my heart does not break in two. I had forgotten their extraordinary love for me and how they protected me while I was a child. May they somehow become happy. I have cruelly brought intense suffering to they whose hearts are gentle. All-knowing, dearest friend, brother Uddhava, what should I do? Please tell me. Lift me up from this ocean of grief. Sri Parikat said, Then Devaki, who loved her son and who was the dear friend of Nanda's wife, said, You should give your dear friends whatever they wish. Hearing this, Padmavati, the Lord's old grandmother, and Yaduraj Ugrasena's senile queen, feared that the kingdom would be given away in charity, and felt insulted because Balaram's mother would not listen to her words. In order to protect her husband's kingdom, she cleverly spoke as if joking, using her words to change his mind and bring an auspicious condition to Lord Krishna, the only shelter of the Yadu family, she said. Krishna, why are you troubled? Listen to my advice. With his own hand, Gargamuni will calculate every morsel of food you two brothers ate for the 11 years you protected the cows in Nanda's home. Then I promise that my husband Ugrasena will give Nanda Maharaj twice that. I promise this. Sri Parikat said, as if he both heard and did not hear, and as if he did not understand at all, out of grief, the Supreme Personality of Godhead spoke to Uddhava. Oh, best of the wise, O you who know all the wishes of Braj's people, tell me, what do they wish of me? Sri Parikat said, Hearing the Lord's words, Uddhava became filled with wonder and unhappy at heart. He sighed and unhappily said to him, They do not wish the opulences of the King of Kings. They do not wish from you any glorious valuables. They do not wish anything but you in this life or the next. Please give me the mercy of your attention. I will speak, and then you may consider what should be done. 
Previously, when the people of Braj saw the ornaments and other things you had sent back with Nanda, they became plunged in an ocean of grief and said, Alas, now Krishna thinks we want these things and giving them to us is his mercy? Miserable, miserable is this life breath that remains in our throats. Miserable, miserable are Nanda and the Gopas who left Krishna behind and brought us these things. Now that they have given up all hope that you will return, the people of Braj, along with your mother Yasoda, are on the verge of death. Now they have begun a great fasting until death. Overcome with grief and thinking he had committed an offense, Nanda could not speak for three days. Then, explaining with great reason and repeating your promise to return, he gave hope to the people of Braj and saved their lives. Your father Nanda told them, My son sent these things as tokens of his love. He will keep his word. He will quickly return as soon as he finishes his duties there. Sriman Uddhava continued, Hearing these words, the simple-hearted people of Braj believed them. Seeing these ornaments as signs of your love, they placed them on their bodies. They thought, When Krishna returns, Krishna will see that we followed his order by wearing these prasadam ornaments, and he will be very kind to us. When you did not personally return, but only sent me with a message, they all became as if dead. Seeing this, I promised you would return, and with great effort I saved their lives. To attain you, they have renounced all sense pleasure. Ask your elder brother what condition they have attained. Sri Parikat said, Seeing that Devaki, Rukmini, and the others were terrified of being separated from him, and their bowed faces were wilting and shedding tears out of love, Krishna's heart became softened, and, agitated, he suddenly called for leaf pages and a pot of ink. After I finish my duties, and have comforted my friends here, I will soon return. Oh, dear friends, please know this. With his own hand, he wrote this comforting letter of love to make their faith strong. Knowing what Krishna had done, and also knowing the hearts of the people in Braj, Uddhava became very unhappy and exclaimed, Lord, please understand the conclusion. Without the auspicious return of your lotus feet, the people in Braj cannot remain alive. They do not desire anything but this. Sri Parikat said, Shaking her head and laughing, Kamsa's mother, Senile Padmavati, said, Ah, foolish Devaki, now I understand. By giving him milk again and again, the cowherd people bewitched Uddhava so he would bring your son Krishna back to Braj to help them. These rascals want him to protect their cows in that terrible, impassable, brambled forest filled with wild animals. Sri Parikat said, Unable to bear hearing these horrible words, Rohini, who was Balaram's mother and Yasoda's dear friend, became angry and spoke. 
O mother of Kamsa, what is this about Krishna being used to protect cows? If they do not see him, the people in Braj cannot live for a moment. When Krishna was behind a tree or something else, his friends would call out, Shri Krishna, Krishna, in loud voices. Without Krishna, every moment of the day and night became like a yuga for the people of Braj. During the day, Krishna was protecting cows in the pasturing ground, and the people of Braj anxiously waited for his return. They looked to see how soon the sun would set, the time for Krishna's return. They looked in the distance for signs of dust raised by the cow's hooves, the sign of Krishna's return. And they listened for the sound of Krishna playing the flute. Eager to play, he would happily wander with his elder brother, his friends and the cows through many forests. In Braj, there are many lakes fragrant with lotus flowers, moving with the pastimes of intoxicated water birds and bumblebees. There, the wonderful Yamuna touches the land of Braj, and many other rivers gloriously flow from the Vindhya hills and other places. The charming river shores are filled with delicate bakula flowers covered with fresh grasses and crowded with many different birds and animals free from natural feelings of enmity. These shores are decorated with many vines, trees, and bushes bowing down with the weight of splendid fruits, flowers, and blossoming twigs. One can hear the musical sounds of maddened peacocks and cuckoos. They are all the object of Brahma's prayers. In the land of Braj, in Brindavan Forest, or on Govardhan Hill, places where there is no danger of their being killed or stolen, the cows, buffaloes, and other animals go in the morning, eat grass, and drink water to their heart's content, and then voluntarily return to their homes in the evening. The people of Raj have no need to lure Krishna back to protect the cows who can take care of themselves and need no protector. The old lady retorted, O oh, talkative child, then why have we heard that now, for want of protection, many of the cows and other animals have died? Sri Parikit said, Hearing this, Lord Krishna, bewildered, tormented with fears, his heart burning with pain, his lotus face withered. He tearfully looked at the face of Balaram, who knew all the news, past and present, of Braj. Balaram understood his brother's condition. Unable to remain peaceful as he remembered Braj, weeping, he spoke, O oh Krishna, what can I say about the cows? Everyone in Braj is dear to you. The deer, birds, trees, headed by the bundiras and kadamba vines, forest groves, and even the grass, have now given up their lives for your sake. Even the hills and rivers have withered and gone dry. Brother, nourished by the hope that you will keep your promise, a few humans remain alive. Surely you don't wish to hear any more. If you are not kind to them now, then death will quickly be kind to them. 
that you removed the poison from Kalia Lake makes them lament bitterly. Now please hear another reason for their lamentation. The Yamuna River has very little water. It is almost dry. Govardhan Hill, which you personally held, has become stunted. They do not eat, but because they still drink the nectar of your name, life does not leave them. Their future is a fire in a great dry forest. Sri Pariket said, Hearing this, gentle Krishna was overwhelmed with grief. Clinging to Balaram's neck, he loudly wept as if he were the most miserable person. The stream of his tears washed away the ointments decorating his body. O Mother, then Krishna and Balaram rolled about on the ground and after a moment fainted. Seeing the unprecedented nature of their weeping and pain, Rohini, Devaki, Rukmini, Satyabam, and everyone else in the palace's inner rooms became overwhelmed with grief. They wept again and again. Hearing from the palace's inner rooms screams of grief never heard before, Vasudev and the Yadavas, headed by Ugrasena, quickly ran there. Arriving and seeing their lord in that way, they all wept, overcome with grief. By seeing this sight, which had never been seen before, the people of the city and the Brahmins headed by Gargamuni also wept. 